show is brought to you by MillenniLink, where talent and digital transformations intersect. Jess, what's going on? Hey, Britt. Um, <laughs> well, right now we're about to start a podcast, but I'm just finishing a text to confirm my reservation at Lola Taverna for tomorrow. What am I going on? Three weeks, Thursday nights at that spot? Yeah, I feel like you've been there like a bazillion times. You went oh there last... God. You went it's so you fun and been there. so good. And it's the type of place... You know when you go to like... ABC Kitchen or you go to I don't know a big steakhouse you eat too much like these Greeks I've never eaten Greek before like these Greek restaurants it's like enjoy the most delicious chicken on a skewer you've ever had in your life and it like tastes like amazing Ooh, Lola's I always feel like there's a Lola's in Boston that my girlfriends will always go to during alumni weekend um and they're more of like a Mexican Mexican spot. So I always thought Lola Taverna was also just like a Marg and like Mexican spot. Oh my God, no. It's but so my the- friend Brittany has been going there a ton just like you. Yeah, my Brittany. Uh, wait, what? Nope. My Brittany. Oh my God, I- Britt. Oh my God, Brit X92. Your friend though, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, you yeah, like she- over creep people's pages and like you start talking about their friends that like you've never met, but you just know through pictures. Well, I know we talk about her a lot because she's moving to London. And I think that's crazy and cool because no one's really moving around for work right now so when I when I heard that story initially I was like fuck yeah there's actual commerce going on well so maybe you and your other Brittany can meet up at Lola Taverna oh did you hear? yeah definitely I'm gonna hit her up Brit X 92 <laughs> so embarrassing um sorry to stalk you uh Brittany Spears' sister is her trustee <gasps> now I put that on my on my Insta yes. just a, a day ago I'm kind of over that though because like it doesn't feel like a win. I don't want my little sister like owning. Like, I don't know. There's something about it that's just weird. Why can't they just let her be for a month? Like, let's see what happens. The idea. But we also don't know. Like, there must be something going on with her for her to still be a part of it. Right. The conservatorship. Conservator. <laughs> the conservatorship. Maybe once people can finally start saying that word, like they'll let her neck out of the out of the noose. Like you've said, you preach this more than anybody. Somebody bringing in what was it like forty mil on a concert, and they're like, "Oh, she doesn't have brain power." Like I don't know anyone who brings in forty mil in like six months. Do you? No, and I think she must be mostly there if she's able to do that, because even us fully functioning probably would not be able to do that. So yeah, exactly. But I will say I'm happy to hear that. Her like manager is not going to get full reins on her life and is her sister because I do think that her sister's a good girl and she does spend time with Brittany through all of this. So I'm hoping that she has her best intentions at heart and who knows, maybe soon enough she can help her get rid of this whole agreement once and for all. All right, but exciting news is I listened to the interview that you had with Serena today. It was so good, eh? It was so good. Yeah, she was She's awesome. She's killer. She's such a badass and, I, and so are you. So it was a really good conversation. Yeah, that she was really cool. And I mean, this is just what I want to leave with this. Not only did she tell us some great stories about there was words like shrooms and like big dick and like some really funny Serena type content if you follow her stuff. But this girl, like I said, is on the up and up right now, like CNBC, Daily Mail, Today Show. Like she's she's on her. She's on it right now. And she like you know, is very respectful. Was like, thanks so much for the opportunity. I was like, I will be supporting her till the end. I think she was, and she was such great fun too. I think we should do a few more New York people. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it going. Maybe Jerry Seinfeld. Oh my God, we would die. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld would be so fun, but I, we're team him. I'm hearing stuff to come out today. People are blasting him from Florida. Whatever. They're like, F you, Jerry. Yeah, whatever. We're New Yorkers. <laughs> Jess, so I'm actively hiring for my company. And I'm genuinely obsessed with our show sponsor, Millennial Link. Not only are they a tech recruiting firm, 
but they're kind of like professional matchmakers. Oh my gosh, I am also obsessed with our show sponsor, Millennialink, but tell me why they are professional matchmakers. They're matchmakers in the sense that they work with the businesses, understand their like long-term vision for the company, and create this whole workforce plan for the business. And they're there to understand what the long-term plan is for the company. And then on the flip side, they work with employees, do some professional branding, understand their strengths and weaknesses, and create relationships between companies and prospective employees to make sure it's a really good fit. Millennialink has a pool of talent coming from the U.S. and Canada that have been living or working or educated in both places, and now they're looking for new employment opportunities, and Millennialink is ready to link you up with those tech and IT professionals. One thing that is so great about this business is just how easy it is to use. So you just hit the link in our bio and immediately you will be connected to a recruiter. From there, they will go through all your employment needs with you. And the best part about it is you pay salaries in Canadian dollars. And what I've learned, which I thought was pretty cool, is that many of the companies that work with Millennialink aren't necessarily tech companies. They're companies of all different industries that need tech and IT professionals. So whether you're a part of a small business, medium size, or large enterprise, tech needs are more in demand than ever before. So reach out to the link in our bio, talk to the Millennialink team, and see how they can better support your business needs and your future goals. Welcome to today's episode of Cake for Breakfast. Cake for Breakfast is a mix of the news you need, biz, stocks, and tech, and the news you want, celebs, gossip, and beauty. Welcome to Cake for Breakfast. Today on the show, we're talking celebrities doing porn, Jack Dorsey bashing Elon Musk's work ethic, and Kanye's in trouble again, but no, not with his wife. Oh, he's going to be in trouble with his wife on this one. (laughs) For sure, for sure. She just hasn't come out and said it yet. All right, I'm ready for a big open today. Let's talk porn. You ready for this? (laughs) Oh, baby. Yeah, we had sex take combo last episode. Now we're talking about porn. Bring it on, baby. This is turning into a dirty, dirtier (laughs) version of the show. Um, Bella Thorne, you know her. She's from, she's like the vampire girl, right? She's from like a teen teen show. It might not be a vampire one. I was thinking of like the Bella sisters. Bella, oh my gosh, you are so, those girls, no, 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 this is Bella Thorne, totally different. Yes. Bella Thorne, yeah, vampire, she's probably like 20, I want to say 24-ish, dated yes, Scott yes, Disick for a hot yeah. second. Yeah. Yes, yes. Rolled with like that cool crew of girls, but I felt like they rejected her, like the Gigi Kendall, um, like she was sort of friends with them for a minute and then they, they dropped off. But anyways, this woman makes $1 million in 24 hours on OnlyFans. Those of Damn. you who don't know, the, the site OnlyFans is a paid prescription platform known for its adult and not suitable for work content, which has recently been attracting more celebs to participate, including rapper Cardi B. One day, I had never heard of OnlyFans. The next day, every celebrity is doing it. You've got Cardi B on there, too. And like, a little weird to admit, but I like actually Googled like Cardi B OnlyFans, like early days before somebody was like, it's hardcore porn, but it's literally like a paywall you have up. In order to get into it. Yeah, so basically it's a porn site sharing personal content, never before seen pictures of these celebrities or personas, and they charge $20 a month, so that's more than Netflix, and people are paying. I don't, go, I don't really understand why this platform, well, I guess I understand why this platform exists, but why do celebrities feel the need to be on it? No yeah, clue. And A-list celebrities. Yeah, these are like 
big time girls um i'm very intrigued i might have to sign up for a month (laughs) but like maybe like why like maybe it's for them to stay relevant because there are so much there's so much content out right now or maybe it's because they get to push out their own content versus waiting for the paparazzi to so yeah i have no clue well here's a couple thoughts i have first of all i think bella and cardi and like these other celebrities they, they call their own price. I think you pay $20. And again, I might have looked a little too deep into this, but I think you pay $20 and then Cardi can set her price at like 100 bucks. And I don't know, like, I don't know because I'm not on it. So if anyone knows, please tell me. Like, I don't know if it's straight up Cardi like doing porn or if it's her just stripping because she was a former stripper. But I did hear too that it's it's them just communicating with their fans. And one thought I have is like, I bet people are getting tired of doing everything for free, right? You get these big Instagram people like to anybody who is like a Kim Kardashian of the world has a photographer, hair, makeup, stylist for like one picture. And she does. She's not getting immediately paid on that. If you just judge it upon the picture. That is true. And here she made what five million dollars on a sex tape. So maybe she had a good idea going. (laughs) Oh, my God. So funny. Oh, my God. I never thought of that. Yeah, maybe she was like an early. Oh, my God. Kim was totally in early days. Only fans. Britt, you totally cracked this business. They're like recreating the wheel almost. Well, let's see. Let, we'll keep you posted on what other celebrities um, join. Only <laughs> no, fans like in case water, you want to start your subscription. And here's the thing. A million dollars in 24 hours. That's Bella Thorne's Damn. probably movie asking price right now. And she's like, fuck that. It took me one afternoon and suddenly like not, you know, a million dollars in my pocket. So moving on to a different platform and different influencer slash celebrity Kayla Itsteens, the founder of BBG, which is Bikini Beach Guide. And she is known for being this really cute Australian fitness instructor who went viral on Instagram and social media. She's built out these bikini beach guides to help women get into their best shapes before spring break. I used it. Yeah, I was gonna yes. say, have you used it before? Yes, I, I feel like everyone has these printouts, whether you've paid for them or not. Have you used them? Well, I just feel like I got sent between like 2016, 2018. That was like the hot workout plan. It was like the lemonade cleanse of the early 2000s. And I felt like I got sent it to me by like six different people. And I was kind of like, okay, you trying to tell me something? Like, and, and stop. No, it was just like a thing to do. It was to do the BBG and post I found pictures. them too complicated. It's too much for me. I never, I like just like stuck to my workout classes, yeah. but n- and now there's so many like fitness instructors on YouTube and whatnot. But she's huge. But she's like 12 million followers. She's huge. Yes, over 12 million followers. Huge. But the sad part is, so she started this whole empire with her fiance, Toby, years and years ago. They just had a baby uh, last May. Oh my God. And Can I make a comment on that? Family. What? I hate when pregnant women are like crazy in shape. I don't know what it is and I'm going to get hate for this, but- I just feel like it's it makes me uncomfortable. Why uncomfortable? They look so good. She looked so good. She as was a like, dude, she was like ripped. She had like the muscles. Like I felt like she had like an eight pack while pregnant. It was just weird. I took a SLT class and there was a girl who get, who did a workout class and then went into labor later that day. Oh my I'm god. Like, you Too are much, such you goals. I like, love that. No. But but the cake of the story is that She's sadly, after having kids, starting this empire, is getting divorced and splitting up with, I guess not divorced, but splitting up with her partner, her life partner, Toby, after eight years. Okay, let's, who ditched who here? Do you think she ditched him or did he, or did he ditch her? Ah, I have no idea. I I think her, I think her. Honestly, I don't think it was him or her, but like, I I just don't get how like couples go into business together. Like, I just don't understand how... That works. Even the mean? founder like the of Dry Bar. No, like yeah. Ali Webb um, started Dry Bar with her now brother. ex-husband and brother. 
Yeah. But it was also her husband who did all the design. And after growing this uber successful company, they then get divorced. But yet they're still working together on their new venture. And same thing with them. They're still going to work together, but they're like splitting up. Like that sounds horrible to me. Okay. Did you talk about the valuation of this company yet? So the BBG is valued at $776 million and together the couple's worth $46 million. But like, how does this happen? Yeah. When I say you send the story through, I was like, this is fake. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, wow. Like, who is doing valuations in 2020? How does somebody just go in and speculate that ByteDance is worth $35 billion annually? And like, the thing with this company, I've never met one person who paid for it. How is it almost a billion dollars? No one who has 12 million followers is like a, a multimillionaire. I don't know. What's your but take? even in 2018, they were expecting revenues of 100 million. From what? From what, I, though? I don't know if it's like her partnerships with different brands. I don't really know. Like, did they, they have don't money sell before? that program? I think, you know what? Maybe they, maybe it's like a client business. I have no idea. Yeah. We need to figure this Dig out this. because I want to create a billion dollar company. guide. I want to make I'll make any guide for that's worth like a billion dollars. Yeah. But in terms of like what they're going to do, um, I don't know. I just feel like she got really big. She's like literally this girl is goals. She's almost worth a billion dollars. Twenty nine years old, married and has a baby like she's got she got it all done before 30. Yeah, but that's sad. I'd rather wait and like take my time, find the right partner figure it all out before like starting over again but she's going into her second act at like 29 most women have to wait till like 50 for that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know would you would you just would you prefer to be really rich and like divorced or really happy in a marriage and be rich much later in life Oh, man, I can't answer that question because my boyfriend would get really mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on, moving on. Pilot producer Pete, we have some (laughs) juice and cake to give you. (laughs) Moving on to another story about another billionaire. Jack Dorsey shares his habits for focus and work-life balance. So who is Jack Dorsey? The CEO of Twitter and very eccentric entrepreneur this guy is. So Jack Dorsey talked with the Boardroom Podcast this week saying that working 24-7 in order to be successful is outdated. I kind of love that. I love when people like call out like these like culture culture moments. I just feel like there's this thought where entrepreneurs are like working 24. And you know, when I find that sometimes even on Instagram, like people talk more about how much they're working than actually working. Yeah, I feel like it's always just, especially with social media, it's like, oh, look, I'm in the office till 2 a.m. Look, like I'm so exhausted. Yeah. Or like, but I honestly, like when I had like people to report to like I would also be like okay I don't want them to think I'm partying so I'd be like look I'm networking and I did feel like this guilt to always show that I was working actually you're a perfect example of this because I feel like he's calling out people literally like you being like Brittany (laughs) you know you're an entrepreneur you have your own business like we want you we believe you're working hard because you're obviously successful but you don't need to do exactly what you're saying right I mean that's where like I I feel like I really like I don't feel like it's necessary. I mean, there is this culture in entrepreneurship when you're starting. You're like, I'm on my grind, like hustling 24 seven. And like that, like that makes me then feel guilty. Even though I do that all the time. I know. And but even (laughs) you think about like iBankers when they start at Goldman or wherever, like you have to think I feel like everyone's all about like showing face. And so I love how he came out to say this because because I is different. This is but it's not, though. He was not. No, he was saying that like. That was almost like that's like an archaic way of thinking about being successful and being productive. No, but I think you bring up a good point because 
the entrepreneurs I do find like especially when you're into your business like you spend 24 hours a day like you're constantly in it and there might be times that you're spending four hours like last night I had a work issue and I was working with you on it and I felt like I was spent so much time just like fussing on it versus the 15 minutes it took to get the thing done. You know what I mean? And yeah, but with, he was saying in this that he's like, right. he believes that people are too rigid about having to work at all hours and he'd rather optimize making every hour meaningful or every minute meaningful than he would maximizing the number of hours or minutes working on a thing. So it's right. like being more fulfilling, but not necessarily having to actually be working every minute of every day right 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 no I, I agree but it's it's a, what I'm trying to say is like I do feel like when you're running your own business you just give you the computer eight hours ten hours, you don't really leave it and he's saying like tell tell yourself that you're gonna do two hours of work at this time two hours of work at this time and be more productive than just like being drained by it now to counter your point about the bankers and all that I just feel like he's not really talking to them because those people totally like you said are going to show face like they're there because they have to be, but the entrepreneur is there because they want to be. Now that mental health awareness is more um, common and just making sure people are living fulfilling lives. Um, he talks about how he meditates to calm his head. He does physical exercise and then he walks to work sometimes. It takes him like an hour and a half to do. And I think that's cool to see because that reminds me like whenever I watch Ariel Charnes's um, Instagram stories. What I love is that she's not like, hey guys, like I'm working. I'm only working. This is <laughs> yeah, all I do. True. This is my life. There's nothing else that's more important than my work. You see her with her kids. You see her with her husband. You see her going to events. But then she, you all, but you know, you don't, it's more of like she shows versus tells. Like you can see that she works a lot because she has a successful company. You mm -hmm. see where she's going. Like you don't, she doesn't have to tell you that she's working so much. And I think I love this transition because it makes people feel less guilty about living and like having a balanced life and knowing yes. it's okay. Like you can still be successful by squeezing in time for yourself. Um, and can we just acknowledge that Jack Dorsey was the guy who invented the two hour sleep. Like I remember right when I started on Wall Street, every guy like read his book or he had some he like did something, talked about becoming an entrepreneur or whatever. And he's like, I only sleep two hours a night in like increments. So he like slept two hours, worked four hours, slept two hours, worked four hours, and that's how he like and then he like manifested food into that cycle too. Like Yeah, he would only eat dinner. He would only eat dinner, no breakfast, no lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the guy's like what, a hundred pounds? But the <laughs> most important thing of all is his pictures that came out over the weekend and we'll put these up on our Instagram. But he was out on the like the craziest looking boat. It was not a yacht. It was like a humongous motorboat. So it looked kind of funny. But he was with in Seg Harbor in the Hamptons, he was with uh, Jay-Z, Beyonce, the twins, Little Blue Ivy, who was like texting in these pictures the whole time. And then Jack Dorsey with like the longest beard and a nose ring. And I was like, what is? And then they had two boat captains for a powerboat. I was like, well, that is the oddest looking picture I've seen. Wow. Wait, did he always have a nose ring? That's peculiar. I actually looked at pictures because I was like, wait, was he hot? No, he's always <laughs> been like that, like really thin. Oh, my God. Is Zuckerberg hotter than Dorsey? No, no, no. Jack's definitely hotter. And honestly, but... Having a net worth of, what, $8.3 billion, I think he can wear his nose ring and still get plenty of women. Honestly, no. That's where I draw the line. Nose rings, really? Yeah. On men? It's just no go. Even though he's um, brilliant? I don't know. Mm, I think he's kind of oh, cute, I take the bangs. No? I take the bangs over the nose ring on Zuck. All right, moving along. Let's talk about government funding because we haven't probably in over a month or two. 
What are you talking like PPP loans? So I'm talking about all funding that falls under the CARES Act, which is helping to fund businesses of all industries. But specifically, American Airlines says that they're going to lay off additional eight. Well, they're going to lay off 19,000 employees as of October 1st, unless they can get more help from Congress. Can I break this down in like a very easy way to understand? They're basically like the American Airlines is being like, threatening the girlfriend they're being like if i don't get the funding i'm gonna break up with you like that's they're sort of like just like tempting it that's what the vibe i get from the story not well so what happened though so part of the agreement with their initial funding is that they could only let people who are willing to retire early or volunteer to be furloughed based on severance package go they couldn't terminate anyone if they were going to receive the funding but when the cares act was initiated the government assumed by end of September, like even with like unemployment and all the additional funding for all businesses, they assumed that by end of September, the virus would be behind us. Of course, we know that it could not be further from the truth. And so this is one that hits home for me because I also got funding through the CARES Act. It was a different program. I got it through PPP and the idle loans, which many of the small businesses of all industries did receive. Um, but that was but given they ran to out us for in you like guys March. too. They, they ran, ran out for out, you guys too. But then they supplied more so everyone could get it. But then there was there was talks of round two to especially cater to the small small businesses like employees, um, companies with less than ten employees, ones who are hitting right. really the revenues that are under fifty percent can't operate right now, um, which is like the event industry which I'm in. But now the point is you didn't get it. That's what the point, the point is. That I did get my PPP. No, no, the I second one. No, no, the, the, the second one. one. The second round right. has not even been approved. It's not that I didn't get it. It's no one has gotten it because no, no, everyone's too busy with the elections and just I feel like just forgot about. But us. can you not agree that it's bullshit then that like I'm just I you know I have such strong opinions on the airlines getting all the bailout money. But do you not think it's not fair that they're like crying their eyes out being like we don't know if we're getting a bailout and it's like you don't know if you were getting your second loan either like f that. All right, now that I've calmed down from our last story, because I don't know why, I'm just getting really worked up. I'm like a fighter for Hollywood, Brit. I love <laughs> I just it. Wanted to, I just wanted to float again. I wanted to go back to greatness. Kanye is in trouble. Kanye is being sued by a video and e-commerce company for $20 million. This company claims that Kanye ripped off their technology for his Sunday service. So according to legal documents obtained by The Blast, Kanye is being accused by My Channel Inc., which I didn't, I meant to look into. Have you heard of this business, Britt? So I guess, yeah. So they're like a black-owned business right, that specializes yeah. in video, e-commerce, technology. Um, and they worked with Kanye on his Sunday service performance and all the tech behind that. Yeah, so they, they, they claim that they had a verbal agreement to partner with him and that he would invest, Kanye would invest millions of dollars into their company in return for building technology for his popular concert series, Sunday Service. I have lots of thoughts on this. Where's your Same. head at? So there's two points of this. If he originally said, hey, I'm going to invest like X, like $7 million in your company, then thinks about it and he's like, nah, like I don't see the ROI. I could do this better myself. I think that's normal. Like a lot of people, that happens to a lot of people. I wouldn't um, be mad at him for that. But what would be super shady is if he turned down the investment, they gave him a lot of trade secrets or already gave him some services mm -hmm. that he then didn't trade for. Because then he's just being cheap. 
No, I'm pissed at him. And like, I stand Kanye harder than anyone through thick and thin. And like, I don't agree with this. He, especially when you're creative, like you do so much shit for free. It's almost frustrating, right? You're like trying to get a job, trying to do this. Like if somebody rips your content off you or you like, or you work hard on something and they just take it and don't pay him. Like Kanye, if you utilize this service within something that you made so much money on, like you're in the wrong here, buddy. And not to mention he's a billionaire. So like spending what, a couple million again, dollars for the services? Again, the like, 2020 valuations. I don't know if he's a billionaire. <laughs> True. <laughs> Whatever. He has a lot of money. Like it would have been, even just from like a logical standpoint, it would be a lot cheaper for him to spend money on this paying for the services versus now paying $20 million for them to bring him to court here's the red flag i have on this story like sunday service was a thing two years ago why is this just surfacing yesterday yeah i thought the same thing this is kind of like old news but why right but maybe it's because like before they were so nervous that it would ruin their reputation and now when like money is tight for so many companies they're like fuck it like we need business we need money that was owed to us oh my god so true yeah it's probably like same things back to my claim on hollywood and how it's getting really really dark out there i talk to people out there people are getting nervous like nothing's yes not a lot of things are going outside of like the bradley cooper films and the ben affleck films like everybody else is pretty well grounded right now that people have to float their whole teams or companies for much like probably double amount of time that people initially thought so if you have money out there it's time to grab it that's why like the Bernie Madoffs of the world go under in these moments in life <laughs> when people are like, should I need my money back? But you're right. Like these guys might be like, oh, it's Kanye. Like we don't want to really like, burn things like, oh, so what? We worked for a year and he stole. You know what? We'll try and find a way to sell that, that Kanye uses our technology. And now they're like, F you, buddy. Like, like you want cool. two million. Now we're going to 10x that and, and yeah. <laughs> sue you for 20. <laughs> So the play of the day is Molly's Game, which you can find right on Netflix. I watched this last night and the night before, and I am obsessed with it. First of all, you are so late to the game on this one. When you pitched me the play of the day today, I was like, that was literally my favorite movie in 2018. Three years ago. It came out in 2017. Um, I didn't realize this was filmed in Canada. Oh, it might have been filmed in Vancouver or Toronto. I love this show because I relate to Molly in some capacities. When I was working on Wall Street, I was like out with hedge fund guys all the time. And it's sort of like you play that game that she's playing. I'm not going to lie. And so if you haven't watched it, so Molly Bloom is the main actress. She becomes this almost Olympic skier. She gets in a horrible accident and she still has this competitive energy. She doesn't have any money. She's not going to law school, whatever. And so then she becomes a bottle girl and ultimately becomes a master. She ran a huge, she ran the biggest poker game in the world. And it's like these type of people that play a hand at 500K and she just kind of goes through like what it's like working with the Russian mob and what it's like working with the biggest players in Hollywood. Tobey Maguire's name gets told. He got like worse than Me too in this movie. Like they just brought they they brought him. Oh, he to- was a part of it like in real life. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was the character The I can't remember the Canadian kid oh, that guy who plays him in the movie. Micah Sarah, he plays Tobey Maguire in the movie. Tommy McGuire was such a jackass. And speaking of Kanye ripping people off of money, like he totally, the movie alludes to him like ripping everybody out of a lot of money. Oh, wait, I missed that. He did. I love that Ben Affleck came to one game. I thought that was cool. 
Damn. Okay, I need to watch this the third time. Watch the movie there? But I love Idris Elba. He, I think, is such a handsome, handsome man. He acts as Molly's lawyer, and I didn't. So he, I actually saw him DJ at Art Basel um, in Miami this year, and I just thought he was so cute. And now watching him, I don't think I've seen him in too many movies, and so I think I also love this movie because of him. Yeah, he's definitely sexy. He plays like yes. the litigator or something. Now, I love an Aaron Sorkin script, but this one had a lot of text to it. He's obviously famous for... Also, it just gave me an idea. I should try and get Molly on the show. She would be a great fit. Guys, we really need more <laughs> reviews. Like, I really want... I feel like we've, like, stopped harping on people to do this, and it's so helpful to the business. So if you can go on Apple and just hit review, it takes two okay, seconds. Okay, if you don't, you're going to get a DM from Jess in the morning. <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. Have a great night, and we look forward to seeing you next week. If you love what you heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on Apple or follow us on Spotify. It's giving back to the business. You can add us on Instagram at girlonthestreet underscore or at Brittany.low. Check out that thirst trap she posted. And at cake for breakfast podcast. All right, that's all for today. Don't forget to tune in Tuesdays and Thursdays for Cake for Breakfast. And thank you to today's sponsor, MillenniLink. You can find more information and details in our episode description, and that is www.millennilink.com.